Hi, welcome to Parenting the Adlerian Way. I'm your host, Adlerian family counselor and parenting expert, Allison Schaefer. Each week, I answer your burning parenting questions to help reduce the stress of parenting one tip at a time. We'll explore Adlerian psychology together and learn methods of child guidance for raising a happy, confident, capable, resilient child. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hi, it's Allison. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, super excited to be with you today. I've got a question for our Q&A session, and then I've got some uh, other content that I want to share with you. Um, let's get right to the questions here. Uh, how to talk to my 10-year-old about her responses to her sibling. There are some members of the family that are in a tone of mean girl. How can I make her realize how she sounds when she uses that tone of voice? When we talk about it, she says she only does it to her sister, never her friends at school or others. But I'm afraid that if she gets into a habit, she'll start talking to everybody like this. So thank you for the question. Uh, let me assuage your fears in that you can clearly see that she knows how to use mean tones and she uses it situationally appropriately. Right now, the only situation is with her sister. She doesn't have that same need to be derogatory in her healthy relationships out in the bigger world. So if she has a relationship with a friend or a teacher uh, that uh, is not going well, she may use this unhealthy method of being mean uh, in, in those other relationships too. She's learned that it works, that it's effective. So she may apply it in other places in the world, but it's only because she has learned a communication technique to degrade somebody and therefore either retaliate or to elevate herself. That's what she has figured out on a pre-conscious level. It isn't something that will just accidentally as a habit suddenly blur lines. You don't have to worry about that part of it. It's strategic. It's subconscious. She will use it judiciously. And so just know that. So the question becomes, what is happening to the relationship between her and her sister that she needs to be demeaning? Um, and where did she learn this? So tip number one, really pay attention to your own communication style. I'm by no means pointing the finger at you as blame or the parents as blame because kids consume so much media 
there's so many other sources of influence to how our uh, kids understand how human relationships should go. The most important one, obviously, is the relationship that they have with within the nuclear family. And they do learn a lot from watching the interactions between their parents and um, and how their parents talk to each other and how their parents talk to them. So I would just be super mindful that you can't do anything in your in your communication style that might look like you are using meanness or cruelty you know in order to guide your children you know meaning discipline and of course we we have a blind spot to this we don't realize how many mean things we do say to kids in fact today i was just picking up some groceries and the mother was walking to the car and telling the daughter to go pick up her lunch at one of the little takeout places and she would meet her and the daughter didn't want to go alone or something and the mother started yelling at her in front of me publicly in this parking lot you know how she's so spoiled she's so entitled and really shamed her publicly and i'm quite sure in that mother's mind she did not see it as being a mean girl i think she saw it as every parent should point out when their kids are um you know making unreasonable demands but it was the way in which she responded that um, really was modeling talking down and being mean to somebody so there's lots of things that we do where we talk down to our our children and then they learn that to to talk down to either a sibling back talk to their parents so just be really mindful of your own communication to keep it super respectful so that's number one the second thing is what's going on in the relationship with her sister since this seems to be the only um, unhealthy relationship where she's having trouble getting along. She's not doing this out in the bigger world. What's going on in that sibling relationship? Now, children are subjective and they make their own perceptions about their value and and how they interpret and see the world. So it's always seen through a filter. But when I see two siblings that are not treating each other well and not getting along the way siblings can, it makes me think that there is something going on um, that they've been pitted against each other. And so either they just subjectively feel like, oh, well, she's so perfect or she's so good or she's so sweet. You know, I hate her. I'll never keep up with her. Something like that that kind of makes them feel like instead of being an ally, there's some kind of competitor. And that can be just the creative imagination of the child. But I, I also say, let's look for ways in which when we parent our children, that we might be giving subtle forms of favoritism. You know, if one kid is easy go lucky and the other one's the antagonistic one, it's pretty easy to start uh, potentially taking sides where it's like, oh, you know, you did nothing wrong and your sister had to be mean to you with her mean girl tone. And then we inadvertently insert ourselves into their drama and sort of side with or have uh, overly compassionate responses to the one who it has to suffer the throes of the mean girl. And so that is one way that we can show favoritism and tip the scale in the side of one child over the other. So I think instead, when we're looking at how best to not create competition to re reduce the tension between siblings re relationships is to really reiterate to ourselves and to them that they are the stakeholders in the relationship. Um, that they are responsible for the health of it, they're responsible for the tone of it, and that the they is that it's a co-created relationship. And so they can have a happy, healthy relationship with the sisterhood, or they can be conflictual and fight. And that choice will be made by them, not parents. And so they decide. 
that each of them have a role to play in caretaking this relationship and how would they like to see it go? So it spreads the burden on both of them, not just seeing it as the aggressor and the victim or the mean one and the one that was unwittingly attacked, uh, but saying both of you need to caretake this relationship and make it into the relationship that you want. And so you can empower the person that you feel is being treated unfairly to say, you know, what could you do? Could you say, I don't like that? Could you not take her so seriously, not internalize it, not make it personal? Um, you know, why do you think she does that? Do you think that's because she finds you threatening and she needs to put you down in order to make herself look better? Uh, you know, so there's things that you can do to, to work with those parties. But the important thing is that you are able to see it as a co-creation when there is conflict and to treat it as a co-created conflict, which means that you could say things like, I'm not interested in watching this. Um, uh, when you guys don't treat each other well, I'm going to walk away. I trust you to work it out on your own. The, the more we stay out of their business, the more likely they are to, to work harder to get along. It's when we step in and say, hey, don't talk to your sister like that. You've immediately aligned yourself with the other sibling. And that fuels their belief that somebody is preferred or someone is closer or more intimate uh, with a parent than, than they are. And it makes them feel marginalized. And from that place of resentment, they want to strike and lash out again. And, um, and so we want to heal that, heal that feeling that you're taking preferential sides around that stuff. So I hope that helps. I hope that helps. Um, there's certainly other episodes where I've talked about the same thing. So go through the other Q and A's and look at the list of, of the questions and see if there's one that kind of matches the age and dilemma that you're going through. And I think you'll find more information there. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. That's the only question that came through my inbox. So I'm, I'm, But I do want to take advantage of the short time that we have together where I'm not interviewing a guest to share Adlerian information. So I just want to um, share some things that I think would be important that are coming up in my private practice, not that are specific questions. But here's a trend that I'm seeing in the counseling clients. And that is that it's quite often that parents get into this bind where they don't want to be kind to their children because their children aren't being kind to them. And so I will hear from them saying things like, you know, they're not cleaning their room, they're not helping around the house, uh, they're not doing their homework, you know, all these obligations and responsibilities that, that the, the teenager is not doing. 
And so the parent being so frustrated and angry with that, their lack of willingness to, to be helpful and handle their responsibilities. So then when they're asked to do their parental responsibilities, which is, you know, it's prom and they want to get their hair done. They want to buy a nice dress or it's the weekend and they want to have friends over or whatever it is. And they put an ask to their parents. And then the parents response is, why should I pay for a prom dress when you don't even help around the house? Why should I pay for your, your phone bill, you know, let you have your phone bill when you don't come home at curfew. And so this really becomes problematic because what's getting confused here is that the parent is saying, I'm not going to treat you well until you treat me well. And the teen is equally saying, why would I treat you well and be cooperative with you when you're not treating me well? And so we get into this double bind. When you start being better, then I'll start being better. Well, who's going to go first? The adult needs to go first. Also, your obligations to your child should not be conditional. You don't pay for their prom dress based on whether or not they're a, you know your relationship is healthy or poor. You pay for a prom dress because it's part of the parental obligation. That, that that's sort of what you signed up for when you said you're going to have kids. Now, does that mean you have to buy a top of the line, you know, uh, $400 dress? No, but it's your responsibility to clothe your child. So, you know, really the more that you can make things less conditional and more about agreements. So instead of a child coming to you and say, you know, can I have pizza money? And you go, no, no, because you were, you were lippy this morning when you were late for school. Instead, there should just be an understanding. I'm willing to pay for so many pizzas. Here's our here's our family budget for takeout or here's your monthly allowance and you can decide to use it on pizza or takeout or Starbucks or whatever. But when the when that money is gone, it's gone. That's between you and the budget that we agree on. Then you're not constantly negotiating. It's it creates the situation where the parent is holding themselves up in this position of power where the child has to grovel for what they want and the parent is only willing to dish out things that they're responsible for by manipulating the child by saying when you're good when you're kind when you know you're respectful but they're still in a you're still in a beholden relationship and kids will not tolerate it they are not going to be on their knees to you and so we we really have to let go of that paradigm and that's why they're not cooperating with us don't make it conditional make your budgets make your agreements do those not in the time of conflict, do those at family meetings so that those things can play out. And if you've got trouble with tone or curfews, then let's deal with those individual dilemmas and problems and look for some good solutions together on how to solve that and not fall into being punitive by suddenly just withholding obligations to your child um that is they're going to see that as as really you being the dictator and they're not going to like it um so i wanted to speak to that trend because i'm seeing it so frequently right now the other thing that i wanted to talk about is um i've got a webinar coming up about um kids and technology and of course i've given that talk many times but the world keeps changing in the world of tech and of course there's more conversations about ai and chat gpt and i was um looking at some research or doing my own online fun and uh, seeing what out in the world is being aggregated that reflects where we're at with Adlerian psychology. 
And so I started to put in a bunch of, you know, who is Adler and what is he known for? And is it okay to spank kids? And what about family meetings? And I just plugged in a whole bunch of kind of Adlerian parenting concepts, Adlerian psychological concepts. And what really warmed my heart was that everything that came back was confirming and, and positive and, um, you know, we're, we're out there, we're out there. We, we are the, <laughs> the information that they gave back shows that we're having an impact. So we do have a branding issue and that a lot of people don't know the name Adler, but if you start talking about, you know, what should I do if my kid does this AI and, and the chat GPT bots are sending back information that is exactly like what we're talking about here on the podcast. And where did they get that information? It's because it's populated in books and textbooks and different people's blog sites and different university courses. And it's, we're out there in the world. We have distributed these ideas in a, a much wider way than we potentially know. We've made an impact. Adler has made an impact. Each of us that teaches and shares this information has had an impact. And so we are moving and shifting the arc of how we raise kids and I'm, and how we treat people in counseling. So I'm really super pleased about that. The other thing I wanted to share with you is some things that are coming up for parents. One is we have a conference uh, every year for the North American Association of Adlerian Psychology, which we call NASAP. And it moves around to different states every year, but we have an annual conference. And this year it's in Denver, June 1st to the 4th, I'll be presenting. But because there's a lot of people that are parents who get intimidated thinking it's a professional conference for counselors, uh, we, which it is not, it is not. We, we have a family education uh, a section as a part of the organization. And at that conference, as we're trying to attract new people to Adlerian psychology, and we know that a lot of people come to the psychology through their parenting and parent education. So we have a parent track. So you can know that when you go and you look at the course offerings that are at the conference, there are specifically courses back to back to back to back to back just for parents. And one of those is um, includes an open forum family counseling demonstration, which was a concept that was invented by Adler because it used to be, as you know, mental health issues were very stigmatized and everything was kind of hush hush and behind closed doors. And he really said, nope, you know, you, you don't need to lie down on a couch looking away at people the way Freud did. You sit up in a chair where we look eye to eye, we're equals. And he brought it out to the public. So it means that as he's teaching these methods to counselors, the counselors would be in the audience and he would have a demonstration family and he would show the counselors how he worked with a family through problems. And so it's really powerful to, to watch the implementation of a masterful counselor working with a family and seeing all the applications. And so we have um, Marina Blufstein, is, uh, who's a master counselor. She'll be working with an, a family at the conference. Um, my family had Rudolf Dreikers uh, open forum counsel me when I was just like four years old. And I still have early memories of that. Rudolf Dreikers was the student protege of, of Adler. So it's, uh, you know, really masterful people. So that's coming up in June. And then I'm off to Dublin, which is another family opportunity for people who really want to have an experience where this is a CASI. CASI stands for the International Committee of Adlerian Summer Schools and Institutes. And so it's in Dublin this year. It, it again moves around every year. Uh, last year it was Amsterdam. But this is a very different format for a conference because you go for either one or two weeks 
Um, people, many people bring their families. There is a kids program. So when you bring your kids, they go off and do the, the kids program, which goes right through, through to teens. But it means that they meet international friends and, and often stay friends all throughout the year and, and come back like a reunion every year. And they are with some of the best Adlerian counselors that are running the kids program, very playful. And it's like going to camp, you know, we have talent night and, um, you know, we have silly games and, you know, and then during the day you're taking courses, the adults are taking courses, but the, um, instead of it being a conference style where you might just be with one person for 90 minutes, you pick one teacher and you're with them the whole morning and then another teacher the whole afternoon. So you're doing very deep, deep learning, deep, deep learning. So it's very, uh, it's very emotional. It's very moving. Um, people have epiphanies, people make life changes. It's a pretty powerful thing. And, and again, the teachers are very well selected from around the world. So you're really getting the cream of the crop in terms of the quality of the professors that are there. So those are two really, you know, they're big asks to fly to Denver, fly to Dublin. I realize that's not on everybody's timeline or, or budget. But the other thing to know about is something that was created by my brother and I and, and another marketing friend, Dustin Titus, called the Daily Adler. And we created this as a way to bring Adlerian concepts in small, digestible, bite-sized packages for the lay person who's just trying to learn Adlerian psychology for the first time. So the Daily Adler is both an email, a daily email, so it's less, less than 500 words, and then a short little podcast, maybe two minutes long, but it's every day and it helps you try to take pers these personal psychology, positive psychology ideas, these Adlerian ideas, learn them deeper and then apply them to your daily life. You know, much like having a little meditation or like a quote of the day, noodle it around and to improve your relationship with yourself and others, orient yourself more towards common sense and to understand our, our humanity. <laughs> Check out those two. I will definitely put those um, in the, in the show, in the show notes. So those are my comments for today. Keep sending those questions in and we'll catch you next time. As you know, it takes a village to make a podcast. So thanks to my team, including Max Cotter, my editor and technician, as well as the crew at H2O Digital. This podcast was recorded in Toronto, Canada. We acknowledge the land we are meeting on is the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat people, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit and Métis. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 with the Mississaugas of the Credit. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.